for the privilege of giving. Uh, if uh, our offerings on Wednesday night, unless you otherwise designate it, will go to help with the work of our young people, and there's a lot going on. We've got a, uh, well, they've got uh, camp, mission trip. Uh, boy, they got a lot going on this summer. And uh, then we got the rally and all that. So be praying, if you will, and then God, just ask God to direct in every uh, area of ministry of our church. Brother Kenny, lead us in prayer.
let's stand together. We're going to sing a chorus, page 619. There's something about that name. We're going to sing the chorus through and then shake hands, greet one another. Jesus, 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 there's just something about that in your seats let's sing it through once more Jesus 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 there's just something about that name Master Savior Jesus like the fragrance glad you're here tonight. It's good to have uh, Holly Waymack with us tonight. We're grateful for him being here. And we got a lot, I got a lot to cover here, so we'll get at it. Uh, the uh, 
Phil America event uh, uh, track count. If, if they're down front, down here, down front here. And uh, if you can fill those out, you can give them to me. Give them Brother Lane on Sunday. It'll be fine. And uh, that would be a blessing uh, there. And then, of course, the new uh, uh, devotional guides for the church are out uh, in the main lobby. I believe there's, yeah, they're all out there. So uh, you can uh, uh, look at those. And then the uh, glow for the teenagers is out there. And so remember that. And then this book, little uh, devotional book written by Paul Chapel, uh, got a devotional out of the book of Proverbs uh, every day for one year. And uh, we, uh, we ordered many, many, many copies and uh, would like to put one in every home. And uh, they're originally, we, we purchased them for $10, but we'll give them to you for five, all right? And just say Merry Christmas to you if you, if you want one, amen? And so remember those uh, to pick up one of those out there. And there's a little offering plate there. You can uh, put a $5 bill in or five ones or however many quarters you want to put in there. All right, be all right. Amen. Well, uh, I'll remind you about uh, on Sunday, uh, Christmas uh, Eve service, uh, uh, Christmas Eve service, <laughs> New Year's Eve service on Sunday morning. Uh, we'll have our regular service, Sunday school, and then uh, Sunday morning, then we'll have a, a meal, and uh, after that, then we will not have an evening service, so remember that. And then I want to just um, remind you that we'll be uh, having uh, a visitation on uh, January the 6th. We're going to uh, try to help uh, on, this is on Saturday, it'll be at 10 o'clock, and uh, we'll try to uh, reach some new people to pick up on the bus and we'd love to start a bus route where we could run this big bus out here, all right? And then, of course, uh, the deacons' trustees meeting, uh, if you will, on uh, the uh, 7th, amen? That's on Saturday. And uh, Brother Lane has got here on the 6th for the bus route, so that'll be on, I guess, Friday. Okay, all right, I'm sorry. I'll get it out. I'll look at it a little bit later. And then officers and teachers on Sunday. I remember that, and then we'll have an election of officers and teachers on the uh, 17th, so remember that. And then on the 20th, we'll have the uh, Workers' Appreciation Banquet, and so uh, if you will, remember all that uh, and that part. And then, of course, birthdays. Brother Lane has a birthday today. Amen. I him a, wish him a happy birthday. It's a shame when you get old to see his. You know, it really is. Amen. Ms. Geneva Campbell has a birthday uh, on Friday, we wish her a happy birthday also. Amen. All right, Brother Tony, if you will, come. Page 79, just remain seated. Page 79, verses 1 and 5. 1 and 5. Thou didst leave thy throne and thy kingly crown when thou camest to earth for me. But in Bethlehem's home there was found no room for the holy nativity. Oh, come to my heart, Lord Jesus, there is room in my heart for Thee. When the heavens shall ring and the angels sing at Thy coming to victory, Thy voice call me home, saying, Yet there is room, there is room at my side. 
certainly want to go to the Lord in prayer tonight and I just want to want to remind you of some people and, and then we'll take some requests from the floor uh, tonight I of course ask you to continue to pray for uh, Ms. Donna Adkins and the passing of Bill and I know she's had a very difficult time so I'll be praying for her for Ms. Evelyn Sexton and family and the passing of Pastor Sexton and if you will be praying for uh, Crown College for Temple Baptist Church and the home going of Dr. Sexton and uh, a lot a lot to go on there in the next few weeks, few months and so remember that be praying for Brother Curtis Fultz uh, had surgery on his hand and then of course Brother Russ had surgery today and uh, is home and seems to be doing well so remember uh, him in prayer, remember Larry Whitlock also in prayer that God would help, and then uh, Ms. Uh, Emily Wilson, uh, Ms. Emily Wilson, Ms. Emily Williamson, uh, got some good news today. Uh, it seems like everything's uh, okay, but they're going to do another colonoscopy just to be sure. But uh, she said uh, couldn't find anything, so we praise the Lord for that. Amen, and thank God for that. And then, of course, we uh, need to continue to pray for Brother Herschel. Uh, Simmons and his foot that God would help him and uh, then of course uh, be praying that God just work in our church uh, be praying for the new year uh, it's always a, a great time for uh, the Lord to do a work in our heart and so be praying if you will for the work of the church here Sunday school teachers on Sunday be praying for our missionaries and I hope that uh, you've been in contact with your missionaries uh, that uh, wishing them Merry Christmas and so forth. And uh, we praise the Lord for those that are uh, taking the gospel around the world. We praise the Lord for that tonight. Amen. And so remember that. So let's start over here on this side and work our way back uh, with uh, uh, some prayer requests. Anybody got any? All right. Amen. Everybody's prayed up. All right, Miss Diane. Yes, that hospital hospital uh, visitation is hard work when you spend all day there. So be praying for Joseph that he'll get to come home. And uh, in order for him to come home, he's got to learn to eat, all right? so uh, But he's gaining weight, so he's eating just not to their satisfaction. So be praying for Joseph and then for Miss Tiffany, if you will, at this time. All right, anyone else over here? All right, Brother John. Amen. Amen. Yes, sir. Pray for our country. Brother Eddie, go ahead. Amen. That's right. Well, let's be praying for Roger, if you will, and this matter of cancer. 
I know it's, uh, when you hear that word terminal, it uh, kind of sets you back. Unlike Eddie, God can do miracles, and God is willing to do miracles, and we need to be praying to that end. Amen? All right. And then, of course, let's do remember Israel. Uh, listen, the world is uh, quickly, quickly turning against Israel. And uh, I'll tell you what, uh, they don't know what they do. That's all I can say. They don't know what they're doing, all right, when they turn against Israel. Amen. And you pray for our leadership that uh, they'll certainly uh, continue to help and uh, do what's necessary there. Amen. All right. Anybody on this side over here? Miss Kathy. Amen. Amen. Be praying for Elizabeth with cancer, that God will just uh, continue to uh, work here in her life. Amen. All right, anyone else? Who's somebody else? Brother Rick, go ahead. Amen. <laughs> Amen. Be praying for uh, Dustin, if you will. He's sick. And then Josie and Angie, Andy are traveling tonight. And uh, God continue to give him safety. And then uh, Jimmy uh, Runyon, that God will help him with his uh, cancer. Amen. And God will work in a special way. All right. Anyone else? Anyone else? Ms. Gale. praying for Miss Leah and uh, the baby and and the babies, amen, but uh, God will strengthen her for this, and then uh, for Miss Sarah's dad, uh, back surgery uh, somewhere in February, be praying along those lines for this uh, family and for the needs there, amen. All right, anyone else? All right, Miss Sondra? Okay. Amen. And who was this? 
Goldie. Okay, be praying for Miss Sandra's sister, her twin sister. Amen. And uh, that she'll heal properly and get, get over this car accident, if you will. Amen. All right. Anybody else? All right. If no one else is, uh, has any prayer requests, if you're able and desire to, you can gather around the altar. We'll have a season of prayer, and then I will close in prayer. Amen. Father, we come tonight, we certainly are needy people. We need thy blessings, we need thy strength, and Lord, we think tonight of those that, uh, Lord, have lost loved ones. We think of uh, Ms. Donna and uh, the passing of Bill. We pray that, Lord, you'd be with her, you'd strengthen her and Michael and uh, Tyler, and Lord, you'd just comfort them as only you can. And Lord, just uh, be with Ms. Uh, Evelyn tonight and and the boys, Lord, in the passing of Dr. Sexton, pray you'd help them. And Lord, uh, you'd just work, and those that, Lord, have had surgery, think of Blue Curtis and Brother uh, Russ Clark, we pray that, Lord, you would uh, just uh, heal their bodies and raise them up. And Lord, uh, be it Brother Larry Whitlock tonight, pray that, Lord, you might meet his needs and continue to strengthen him. And Lord, uh, just help the doctors. And uh, Lord, we think of uh, Joseph there in the hospital and Lord, Miss Tiffany, I pray you, Lord, uh, just meet their needs. Help him, Lord, that where he be able to uh, eat properly and get uh, get to come home. And, uh, Lord, we think of uh, uh, Roger with uh, this cancer, Lord, that seems to be, uh, Lord, in man's eyes, terminal. We just ask you, Lord, to uh, touch him, raise him up. And, Lord, you might get the glory through uh, the healing of his body. And, Lord, for... Elizabeth with cancer, we pray that, Lord, you would uh, just guide the doctors and strengthen them. And, uh, Lord, strengthen her and give them wisdom as they, uh, Lord, uh, treat this uh, disease, Lord. And then we pray for uh, Dustin, that you would help him and uh, Josie and Angie, uh, Andy that are traveling. Pray that you might meet their needs tonight. Give them safety on the highway and just help them. And we think of uh, Jimmy Runyon, Lord. With the cancer, Lord, that we pray you just meet his needs. 
And Lord, just uh, raise him up according to your divine will. And Lord, uh, be with Ms. Leah and Lord, the, uh, the boys pray that you'd help them. Lord, you'd strengthen her and Lord, just uh, give her, uh, Lord, the help that is needed, uh, both physically and spiritually, Lord, and be with uh, Miss Sarah, uh, uh, her dad, Lord, pray you'd help uh, each one, Lord. And Lord, be with Sandra and her sister, Lord, pray you'd help her sister, Lord, you'd just heal her body, you'd raise her to up tonight. And Lord, we just pray that, Lord, as we anticipate the coming of a new year, I pray you give us a desire, a holy desire to serve you and to live for you and to love you. And Lord, may you just continue to guide us and direct us in truth. And Lord, bless the preaching of thy word tonight and we'll love you and thank you. In Jesus' name, amen. I would like you to take your Bibles and go to the book of Psalm, Psalm 90 tonight, Psalm 90. And when you find your place, we'll start reading in verse number one. Of course, you understand that this is the oldest psalms in the Bible. Moses wrote this psalm, as it says in the inscription there, Prayer of Moses, the Man of God. He wrote it sometime during the wandering years in the wilderness. And uh, you say, Brother Ritter, how in the world did Moses put up with all those people and all the problems and everything he faced? Well, now, whether you, you understand or not, Moses was, of course, the lawgiver. Uh, God gave him the Ten Commandments, and he gave it to the children of Israel. But Moses was the meekest man that ever lived outside of the Lord Jesus. And in that, Moses, my dear friends, wasn't weak. He was just meek. And so tonight, let's start reading, if you will, in verse 1. And notice it says, Lord, thou hast been our dwelling place in all generations. Before the mountains were brought forth, or ever thou hast formed the earth and the world, even from everlasting to everlasting, thou art God. Thou turnest man to destruction, and sayest, Return ye, children of men. For a thousand years in, the, in thy sight are but as yesterday, when it is past, and as a watch in the night. And thou carriest them away as with a flood. They are as sheep. And in the morning they are like grass which groweth up. And in the morning it flourisheth and groweth up. And in the evening it is cut down and withereth. For we are consumed with thine anger, and by the, thy wrath are we troubled. Thou hast set our iniquity before thee, and our secret sin in the light of thy countenance. For all our days are, as they are passed away in thy wrath. We spend our years as a tale that is told. The days of our years are threescore years and ten. And if by reason of strength they be fourscore years, yet is their strength labor and sorrow. For it is soon cut off and we fly away. We know the power of thine anger, even according 
to thy fear, so is thy wrath. So teach us to number our days, that we may apply our hearts unto wisdom. Return, O Lord, how long? Let it, uh, let it repent thee concerning thy servants. O satisfy us early with thy mercy, that we may rejoice and be glad all of our days. Make, your, make us glad according to the days wherein thou hast afflicted us, and the years wherein we have seen evil. Let thy work appear unto thy servants, and the glory unto their children. And let the beauty of the Lord our God be upon us, and establish thou the work of our hands upon us. Yea, the work of our hands, establish thou it. I want you to look back in verse number uh, 9, if you will. Notice he says there in the latter part of verse 9, he says, uh, We spend our years as a tale that is told. Idea of that little phrase there is a tale means a, a rumbling or a, a murmur or a sigh. <sighs> you know, like you moms and dads do to your kids sometimes. <sighs> you know, that, that's, that's our life. Hmm? That's our life. But look in verse 12, if you will. <clears throat> so teach us to number our days. That we may apply our hearts unto wisdom. Verse 12 is our text, so teach us to number our days. I want us to look tonight at the subject, closing the book on this year, 2023. You know, as I've said, this was written in the wandering of the children of Israel. And we know why the children of Israel wandered for 40 years, because they disobeyed God. They didn't believe God. But yet, Moses tells us here, he said, we spend our years as a tale that is told. The idea of that is, as the psalmist says in Psalm 39, 4, said, Lord, make me to know mine end and the measure of my days, what it is, that I may know how frail I am. And behold, thou hast made my days as, an, as a hand's breadth, and mine age is nothing before thee. Verily, every man at his best state is altogether vanity. You know, life is short, isn't it? Life is brief. You, you know, we celebrate 100 years, and Moses was over a 100 years when he died. But yet, you know, when you think about life, and you think about this year, 2023, go back to December of 2022, and you think of all the anticipation that you had about, boy, you know, I'm praying, and I'm asking God to give us a better year than we had in 2021, that was for sure, or 2020. You see, but yet life, as brief as it is, the psalmist said, make me to know my end and the measure of my days. We have no promise of tomorrow. You and I have no promise that tomorrow morning when the sun comes up, we'll come up with it. All we have to do and all we have is the present right now. But yet, as we close the, this book kind of speak, and you think about, yeah, and if you read a book, and I hope you do read books, 
My trouble is I read, I read a little bit of it, a lot of books and I don't end up reading any book. I'll get interested in one part and then I'll pick up another book and I'll, I'll start reading it. And of course, uh, every day I read my Bible. I, I, I always do that. But you know, when you read a, a good book and boy, you know, you say, boy, wasn't that a great book? I really got a lot out of that. You ladies like romance novels and you like, you know, maybe you like a mystery type thing and all that. But yeah, you know, boy, that's a great book. Or maybe you read a book and you say, boy, I'm glad I'm done that book. I'll never pick that up again. You know, and yet no matter what it is, you have to come to the last chapter. And that's where we're at tonight. We've come to the last chapter of Wednesday nights on at Victor Baptist Church for 2023. And as you, you and I look back over this year, will it, when it's all said and done, when we close it, and that new year comes in, will we be able to say, boy, that's a good year? I'm glad that I was able to serve the Lord like I did. I'm glad that, you know, my, my family was uh, closer to the Lord and uh, we served the Lord with joy and with gladness. Or will we look back and say, boy, I'm glad that's done. Attitude determines altitude, someone once said. And so as you and I think about this year called 2023, we'll in just a few days, we will not be able to uh, go back and change anything. And, and that's, the, that's the, the sad part about, uh, about life is, is that sometimes uh, things happen and you, you say, boy, I wish I could go back and, and do that again. Or I wish I could maybe say this word to this person. Or maybe I, I wish I could talk to this person and witness to this person and, and share Christ with this person. But yet... Sometimes those things don't happen. And yet, as, as Moses said here, he said, Lord, teach me, teach us to do what? Number our days. Time is uh, wasted is something that can never be regained. So as we think about closing the book on 2023, I'll give you just a couple thoughts tonight. First of all, I want you to review the past with me. Look what it says in verse 1. It says, Lord, thou hast been our dwelling place in all generations. Before the mountains were brought forth, forever thou hast formed the earth and the world, even from everlasting to everlasting, thou Art God. Now, you know something? Here is the place that God holds in the universe, in this world, and in our lives. He is God. Never forget that. He is not my buddy, He is my Father. He is my friend, but my dear friends, God is God. And what God does is always 
right. We may not understand it. We may not be able to comprehend what is taking place. But yet, you know, when you think about the place God holds in our lives, where is God in your life tonight? Is God God of your life? Can you tonight call the God of heaven your heavenly Father? If you can, that means that you know the Lord Jesus Christ as your personal Savior because no man knows God except through the Lord Jesus Christ and what he accomplished on Calvary. Being confident in this very thing, the Apostle Paul says, that, we, that he which hath begun a good work in you will perform it until the day of Jesus Christ. Uh, let me ask you a question tonight. Is God working in your life? Is God doing what only God can do? Uh, maybe God tonight is trying to change you in some way. Maybe God's trying to get you to see something that maybe you're just not willing to uh, look at or maybe uh, try to uh, fix it or whatever it may be. But yet, you know what we need to do is we think about God. We're to be like the Apostle Paul who said, for me to live is Christ and to die is gain. Are you confident that what God is beginning and doing in your life, that he will perform it until the day that you and I meet Jesus Christ? Oh, you see, as you review the past, remember who the important one is. Who is the important one? In our day, we live, I mean, I, I've never seen so many selfies in my life. You know what? The, the greatest tragedy and vanity in modern America is the cell phone. I mean, people take selfies of themselves all the time. You say, why do people take selfies of themselves? Because they think a lot of self. You say, Brother Ray, that's not fair. Well, the shoe fits where? But that's the whole truth of the matter is that, you know what we do? We allow this little thing to become a God to take us places that we should not go a lot of time and to do things that we should not do. And so when you think about it tonight, who's in control of your life? Are you in control or is God in control? Oh, you see, the place that God holds in our life, my dear friends, will determine how you close 2023 out. If he's not your Savior, then my dear friends, I want you to know something. Look in verse number three. He said, Thou turnest man to destruction and sayest, Return ye children of men. When Adam and Eve sinned in the Garden of Eden, what did God want them to do? He wanted them to come back to him. So what did God do? He, he killed a lamb and made, a, and made coats of skin to cover their nakedness. And so you and I tonight need to realize that, you know what? There is the brevity of life. I met a, a gentleman the other day that he said that, uh, he said, my, 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 my daddy is 100 years old. Uh, Dick Van Dyke is 98 years old. And we think that's old, don't we? 
You know what? Methuselah was 960-some years old when he kicked the bucket. So that's old. I want you to know that. But the brevity of life, too often when we get a little age on us, we think, well, you know, I'm just going to kick back and relax. Uh, we, we've got that American mentality that, hey, you know, I, I've paid my dues and, and, and I've worked and, and now I'm going to enjoy the fruit of my labor and all of that. And nothing wrong with that if you're able to do that. But when you leave God out of that equation, then there's where the problem comes. Because you remember the, the fool in, in, in the Gospel of Luke, he said, you know what? He said, boy, I tell you what, I've got, I've got some food and I've got stuff that I'll never use. And, and boy, I tell you what I'm going to do. I'm just going to eat, drink, and be merry. And I'm just going to live a good, long life. And God said, thou fool, tonight thy soul is required of thee. Mm. You see, don't allow the goodness of God, the grace of God, and the mercy of God to put in your mind or my mind to think that God, because he, he is not willing that any should perish, and he gives you a long life. Life is brief. And God wants you to come back to him, return you children of men. For a thousand years in thy sight are but as a yesternight. I'll tell you what, a thousand years is a long time, isn't it? But in God's sight, God's plan, it's but a moment of time. My question to you is, how do you use your time for God? If God is eternal and God is God... And how do I use my time for God? I want you to go, if you will, for just a moment over to the book of James. James chapter 4, if you will. James chapter 4. Solomon said, Boast not thyself of tomorrow, for thou knowest not what a day may bring forth. Look in James chapter 4, if you will, and, and about verse number 13. He said, go to now ye that say, today or tomorrow we will go into such a city and continue there a year and buy and sell and get gain. Doesn't that sound like a lot of people you know in America? I mean, it's nothing wrong with thinking about tomorrow and planning for tomorrow. But yet here, here's what I'm going to do. Whereas ye know not what shall be on the morrow. For what is your life that is even a vapor that appeareth for a little time and then vanisheth away? Now, I want you to know something. I, 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 as I read this verse this morning, as I was studying and preparing, I thought, well, I'm going to go downstairs and try just what it says. So I got me some water. And I took it and I poured it on my wood stove. Now, the wood stove's hot. And you know what? It went, and that steam rose. And by the time it got to my eyes, you know what? It was pretty well gone. 
Boom. We're going to go this year and next year, and we're going to do this. And I, hey, and I tell young couples, plan, go, uh, prepare for five, ten years down the road. But the reality of it is, is that you, you don't know what tomorrow will bring. For your life is as a vapor that appears for a little time and then vanishes away. Look at verse 15, what he says. For that ye ought to say, if the Lord will, we shall live and do this or that. But now ye rejoice in your boasting, and all such boasting is evil. In other words, this is what I'm going to do. But James says here, you ought to say, if the Lord will, we're going to do these things. You see, the important thing I want you to see as you review the past is, where is God in your life? What, what, what place does God hold? But I want you to notice something else, and I've got to hurry. Not only review the past, but notice the changes that need to be made. Go back to our text, if you will, in, in Psalms 90. Look in verse 7, what he says. He says, For we are consumed by thine anger, and by thy wrath we are troubled. And you understand that the context of the scripture here is Moses is referring to the, the, when the children of Israel rebelled against God in, in Numbers 13. And, and, they, and God said, I can tell you one thing, not, not a one of you that are 20 years older shall ever see the promised land. You talking about a morbid time? I, 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 I thought I could remember it, but I can't. But my dear friends, do you realize that the children of Israel, when they disobeyed God and God's command and God's word, you know what they did? They had over a thousand, over a thousand funerals a week. And for 40 years, as they wandered, that place became a graveyard to them. Why? Because it's not that they didn't know God. Perhaps they knew God better than any people ever has known God. They'd seen the miracles of Egypt. <clears throat> They'd seen the, the, the mighty hand of God bring them out of the most powerful place in all the world. And they saw Moses by the hand of God defeat the Egyptians and the gods of Egypt. And yet when they get there, and they get ready to go into the promised land. They said, oh, wait a minute. We're just like grasshoppers. We can't do this. We can't do that. And God didn't ask them to do it. He said, I'll, I'll take you into the promised land. All you got to do to get to the promised land and to, and to take the promised land is fight. And I'll give you the victory. But what changes really Needed, needs to be dealt with. What changes, as you think of the end of this year, need to be dealt with? What, what, what sin keeps me and keeps you from effectively serving the Lord? Writer Hebrews says in Hebrews 12, Wherefore, seeing we're also compassed about with so great a cloud of witnesses, 
Let us lay aside every weight and the sin which doth so easily beset us and let us run with patience the race that is set before us. Everybody has something, that besetting sin, that, you know, every time we turn around, we trip over it, don't we? We fall over it. It may keep you from coming to Christ. I know people that, that wouldn't, wouldn't, will not and do not come to Jesus Christ because they're living in sin and they love their sin more than they love the truth of the gospel. <clears throat> I know people tonight that are saved, but yet they're bound by the past itself. The, the past, they, they made such a, a debauchery of their life and of their time and of their, of their talents to God. They say, God can't use me. That sin that so easily besetteth us. Paul reminds us, but let us run the race with patience. Endurance. Just staying at it. You see, sin, we think lightly of sin. We in America today and around this world today, we cannot even blush at sin that used to cause us to to get mad 10 years ago. Sin that needs to be dealt with. But then maybe there's attitudes that need to be adjusted. Go over, if you will, just a few moments to Ephesians chapter 4. Ephesians chapter 4. Ephesians chapter 4, I'll start reading in verse 23. He says, Be ye renewed in the spirit of your mind. And may I tell you tonight that if you can't get victory over sin, there's the place it's lost right there in your mind. And that ye put on the new man, which after God is created in righteousness and true holiness. Put on that new man. The old man is the man that you were before you got saved. And and the new man is the new man that, my dear friends, has a desire for righteousness and truth. Wherefore, put away lying and speaking Eve, every man, truth with his neighbor. For we are members one of another. You remember when, you know, you used to do things and you'd say, well, you know, I give you my word. My lands now you got to have 14 lawyers and, and, and I'll tell you what, and then you sign your name to it and they look at you and say, well, that ain't worth the paper it's wrote on. I think that's kind of what James is saying or, or Paul is saying here. Wherefore, put away lying, speaking evil every man, truth with the neighbor for as, a, as members one of another. Be ye angry and sin not. Let not the sun go down on your wrath. Boy, there's a, good, there's a good sermon right there. You know, it's one thing to be angry. It's another thing to let anger control you. I wouldn't give you a nickel for a man or a woman, boy or girl, that don't have a temper. I wouldn't give you a penny for a person who can't control it. 
Because a, a man that can control his spirit, Solomon said, is better than a man that can take a city. You see, when you think about your attitude of things and the, and the way you look at things, let's read on. He said, he said, be angry and sin not, and let not the sun go down on your wrath. Neither give place to the devil. Let, uh, let him that stole steal no more, but rather let him uh, labor, working with his hands the things which are good, that he may have uh, to give to him that needeth. Let no corrupt communication proceed out of your mouth, but that which is good uh, to the edifying, uh, that, it may, that it may minister grace unto the hearer. Grieve not the Holy Spirit, whereby you are sealed unto the day of redemption. Let all bitterness, wrath, anger, clamor, evil speaking be put away from you with malice. Be kind one to another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another, even as uh, God for Christ's sake hath forsaken you. I want you to know something, my dear friend. When you take this passage of Scripture tonight and, and you say, well, Brother Raider, I, I want to have the right attitude. Well, then you're going to have to work at having the right attitude. You say, well, Brother Ritter, you don't know what people of this church say about me. Okay. I know what they say about me. And it's not all good either. There'll be some people in this community and probably in this church come to my funeral just to make sure I'm gone. But you know what? I still love you anyway. I still pray for you. And if you, you, you don't like me, I'm sorry about that. But maybe it's not me that you don't like. Maybe it's the, the position that I have. You see, let all bitterness and wrath and anger and clamor and evil speaking but put away from you. Grieve not the Holy Spirit. You know what bitterness does to you? It does one thing. It destroys the container that it's in. Attitude. It needs to be adjusted. Mm. Kids get all bent out of shape. And I understand the kids getting bent out of shape with parents. My daddy was the dumbest man I ever lived. When I was about 15... Time I got 30, he was pretty smart. Hmm? You see, is my attitude always set on the things of God, or do I think everybody's out to get me? I, I want you to know something the devil is out to get you, he wants to destroy you. And if he can't destroy you and see you in hell, you know what he'll do? He'll do everything he can to make your life miserable. But you know what? Give no place to the devil. Don't leave a crack. Don't leave the window open. Don't leave, you know, don't, don't uh, you know, just, uh, uh, you know, say, well, you know, this is, uh, this is the only thing that no one knows about about me, but I'm... I, and you know what you do? You give that devil. The devil's like a little mouse. You know what? 
you can go around and patch holes in your, in your place and you can stuff steel wool in there and make sure that they don't get in. But I got news for you. If he can get his little pointed nose in, your, in somewhere, he's coming in. But you can't let him in. What I'm saying tonight is what needs to be changed? Now, I'm just going to be blunt. There needs to be some changes of attitude here at the church. Now, I know who I'm talking to. I'm talking to the cream of the crop right here. But my dear friends, you want to know something? A bad attitude and a little leaven will leaven of the whole lump. Hmm? I don't care who you are. I don't care if it's me. I don't care if it's my family. I don't care who it is. A little leaven leavens the whole lump. So in closing tonight, let's examine the present. Let's examine the present. What did Solomon say in in Proverbs? And I'll, I'll just read this to you in Proverbs chapter 3. In verse number five, he said, Trust in the Lord with all thine heart, and lean not to thine own understanding. And all thy ways acknowledge him, and he shall direct thy path. You see, tonight, am I really leaning on the Lord? Am I really trusting in him with all my heart? Or am I trying to figure out things myself? Am I trying to figure my... You know what? There are certain things that you can't figure out. You know what you need to do? You need to just accept them by faith. And one of them is Jesus Christ. He is who he says he is. He was and is God, and he, he was God robed in flesh. You just have to accept that. But yeah, my dear friends, as you examine the present, are you walking by faith or are you walking by sight? If you're walking by faith, you're walking according to the Word of God. But am I growing in my faith? Am I growing in the Word of the Lord? As as I think about this tonight, I mean, you stop and think about it. Uh, You know, why, why does the devil defeat us? Well, first of all, we just don't have the strength to do, to do battle with him. We don't. Why? Because we do not spend enough time in the Word of God. If you spend half as much time in this book as you did on your cell phone, on Facebook and all them other books, this book will change your life. Those books won't change your life. You see, am I really growing by faith? I, I, I want to. I just want to read one verse to you, or a couple verses to you, tonight in in Psalms chapter one. If I can get there, Psalms David said, "Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth in the way of sinners, nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful. Blessed is the man that does not do these three things." Verse 2 says, but his delight is in the law of the Lord. 
and in his law doth he meditate day and night. Are you growing in the word of God? Are you growing? And then lastly, I want you to see, if I, as I examine myself, am I developing a strong prayer life? Faith, the word of God, and prayer are the greatest weapons that you and I have to beat the world, the flesh, and the devil. Jesus beat Satan at his own game with three verses from the book of Deuteronomy. You and I, we need to be men and women of the book, of that book. I think one of the most Outstanding things about Dr. Clarence Sexton was his untiring, relentless dedication to teaching and the preaching of the Word of God. But before he could preach and teach, you know what he had to do? He had to have something from God to do that. But as you and I think about this matter of prayer, are you satisfied with your prayer life? Are you content where you are in Jesus? I think it's the neatest thing in the world that the God of the universe will bow his ear and say, speak, child, I hear you. And then he not only hears you, but then he sets in motion the answer to that prayer. Boy, that's, that's a great truth. You see, your fellowship and your prayer is not, prayer is not just a, a fix-all thing. Lord, here's my list this morning. Please, Lord, I don't have time to go in detail about it. Well, why don't you just stop and say, Lord, you know, here's my list. Now let me tell them to you. But sometimes it do you good and do me good and it does me good when sometimes I just come to my Heavenly Father and say, Father, I don't have any needs today. I just want to tell you, I love you and I enjoy being in your presence. As you close the book on this year, can you honestly pray and say, Lord, teach me to number my days? Father, bless our time together tonight. Pray that the Holy Spirit of God will help us. Pray that you'll work in our lives and, Lord, make us what we should be. Help us tonight, Lord, to just simply be willing to, Lord, be used of you in a great way. And we'll love you and thank you. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. God bless you tonight. Amen.